Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck Pier 17. We are presented by Progressive Insurance for the second time this morning. Good morning, Key. Good morning, Jay. What up, up, man? Going on a little Groundhog Day. Good morning. Let's get this weekend going, man. It's Friday. 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 Oh, yeah, that's right, Jay. It's Friday. You can lay out this weekend, huh? (laughs) You're the worst. This dude. It's a, always, always got some heat jokes. Get a wind burn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Max yeah. Max said when he first joined the show that people from the West Coast, you know, when they make jokes for the East Coast, when they you get into the winter months, yeah. because we're nice and sunny here. And you send pictures great, to your East Coast you know? friends, no doubt. And they, they flip you off in the pictures they send you back. They're See, so it, mad. It's, it's like little questions, too, Keita, that get me irritated, right? We're like, yeah, so like, what happens to your water? Does it freeze like in the pool? I'm like, no, nah, man, you got to got to drain the pool the water in the pool and you got to put it back you know, in the, the, when it comes not, to the, it's, it's not just, so different this time of year you get a sunburn we get frostbite it's the same thing the <laughs> yeah, same yeah, color you yeah. turn red you, hey, hey you see usually in the winter time you're supposed to get pale look at me i got dark you get darker i know you be coming back all I mean, how'd you get darker i'm actually i'm actually a, a new shade of white scientists right now are actually <laughs> trying to see Trying to calibrate exactly albino, how white you're something albino, can get. You're getting oh closer to God. albino. Look at this. I got I don't know. The light is on me too bright or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right, look. Yesterday, on this very show, I said the most important non-quarterback in the divisional round is Aaron Donald. I think that's an uncontroversial take. You may pick someone else. I think it's Aaron Donald. Part of that is the injuries to the Bucks' offensive line, right? It's the matchup you're going into. The effect he has on, on Leonard Floyd and... And Von Miller, I'm sure those guys love playing on a, on a defense now, right? yeah. front seven with that guy. Um, but part of it is, like, if Jensen, if Werfs is down or compromised, here's the latest on that. Ryan Jensen practiced yesterday. That's huge. Big time. For the Bucks. That's a sign, obviously, you could play Sunday. Meanwhile, Tristan Werfs, remember when the Giants passed on him? Okay. Mm. Tristan Wirfs is a, quote, long shot to play, according to NFL Network. Key, Jay, listen to what Lewis Riddick said yesterday on this show about what that could mean. You know they got two Hall of Fame pass rushers, plus they got another kid who, in Leonard Floyd right now, who's as good as any edge pass rusher in the NFL. So they got three guys that can absolutely wreck your quarterback. And you saw what happened in the Philadelphia game when Tristan Wirfs went out, right? You saw what Ryan Kerrigan was doing to their backup right tackle, coming off of Tom's throwing arm side. He was killing him. He was throwing him on the ground every play. What do you think Von Miller's going to do to him? What do you think Aaron Donald's going to do to the interior of this offensive line if there's any kind of miscommunication because Ryan Jensen's not there or he's hobbled on that ankle? Mm. Yeah, it's extremely important for Ryan Jensen. And even with Ryan Jensen there, the right side of the offensive line, when you line up Aaron Donald, because you can play with it, I can line Aaron Donald up at the defensive end, and I could stack, if I choose to do so, I could literally stack Von Miller right off of the right side of him, which is, like, really tight right there, and his hand could be up or down, and now all of a sudden we got games that we need to play on the right side of the offensive line, which is killer. Mm. I mean, when you think about it, that's a lot. Brady gets the ball out fast. The problem, though, that you have – with quarterbacks when they're getting the ball out fast, is everybody else ready? Is everybody else anticipating that? 
of the receivers breaking off their routes too early. So when you you know when you hear people on television say, well, he didn't go to proper depth because if he'd have gone two more yards, he'd have gotten the first down. I don't understand why he did that. Well, it's because my quarterback is under duress and my quarterback is getting the football out. So therefore, Aaron Donald not only affects the offensive line, which which is what we know, but he also affects. You got to listen here, Jay and Max. Mm-hmm. He also affects the receivers. Of course. And you say to yourself, well, how could that be? Because he's a, he's affecting the quarterback. So if the receivers believe that they got to speed up their routes and cut them off because the quarterback is under duress, they're not getting the proper depth. So he affects everything when he's out on the football no, no field. No doubt. It's, it's just like an offensive line affects the other team's secondary. Same thing. So, Key, how do you counter that? Well, you, you counter it by trying to block it. Good luck. I mean, that's right. You, you, you counter it by trying block. to block it. But – there's also get the ball out quick. Brady's getting the ball out in two point something seconds, which is extremely fast. Top three in the National Football League. But that's a short, quick game. Now you come up and you rally and tackle. Now they're not gaining 12, 13 yards. They're getting two and three yards, mm. which is not what they're looking to do. And in, in, in order to try to combat that, you run screens. You try to slow down the pass rush because – if they pin their ears back and they're coming to get Brady, now all of a sudden you pop out a screen, they've got to slow down and retrace. And you'll see a lot of that, I'm sure, with Byron Leftwich. You'll see a lot of sliding O.J. Howard and Gronkowski to the right side to chip wherever Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Floyd may line up. I mean, think about it. What if you put all three of them on one side? Now what? Yeah, You need six wow. guys to block them. <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, you need two guys. A piece. Okay, so, Jay, I, we've, well, I'm going to talk key as though you're not here for a second. Key a lot of the times, key, I'll talk to you. Key, you a lot of the times, I think, don't like the following types of analysis in the media or questioning in the media because you don't like to give oxygen to something that you think is not like is BS, right? Okay, I get that. However, yeah. this, this is coming from someone who played and won championships with Tom Brady, okay? So I, so I, I think it's worth asking it sounds ridiculous the level Brady's playing at but if he loses this game I think people can complete the sentence already could it be his last listen to Rob Ninkovich yesterday on get up yeah it wouldn't surprise me if Tom decided to just kind of walk away and do you know whatever he wants to do because listen right now he's in bonus time Uh, How many 44-year-old quarterbacks have we seen throw for the amount of yards and touchdowns? And he'll be 45 in August. So at this point right now, you know, what else does he have to prove to anybody? What else does he have to check off the list? I mean, he's got TB12 that he has grown to being, you know, in L.A., in New York, in Boston. And he's got his own brand coming out in the Brady brand with his clothing line. And and everything that he has done, he left the Patriots, went to another team, won a Super Bowl. um, And everything as far as football goes – you know, when you feel content with your career and everything that you've done, you can kind of say, all right, I'm going to walk off on my own two feet. He, it's okay. unlikely. Jay, it's unlikely, but that's Ninko saying it. It ain't me. Uh, uh, oh, even if you even if you were to say it, though, Max, I would. that would be the one time I would agree with you. <laughs> because it, it, you got, just like Rob said, he's done everything. Like, what is there? Like, I'm, I got kids now. It's like, I don't need to keep 
worrying about trying to win a championship and stressing my brain and my family. My son's getting older. He probably wants to play sports. I need to be there on the weekends. I mean, it just becomes one of those deals at 45 years old. Mm. It just seems, he seems I, to I, love I, it I don't, I, It would shock me. It would shock me. Like, Key, you spent time with Tom. I've spent time with Tom. It's one of the most competitive dudes you'll ever meet. I know he has a lot of stuff going on in his business life and his family and his wife, and I get all that. But do you see what level this dude is playing at this year? Like, in the MVP conversation, Key, we've had conversations about could this dude play to 50? He tosses stuff out there with Rob Gronkowski saying, yeah, we could do this for a long time. I would be absolutely shocked if Tom Brady says, you know what, I'm just going to walk away from this. You got to get another profile pick, man. That pick just makes him look like weird. (laughs) He's another pick, like an alien. That's alien Tom Brady. Stop, man. You're always cracking jokes. Um, I I think you're, you're right, Jay. It would be a shock. Yeah. But I can see it because of who he is and where he's at in his life. I hear you. When you've accomplished everything, you don't have anything else to prove. Yeah. You know how many, you know how many, look, man, you know how hard it is to chase that? It's going to be hard to chase that. Nobody will ever catch that dude at this quarterback position. He ain't playing against nobody else. He's playing against his damn self. And when I hear words like content involved in sentences with names like Michael Jordan and Tom Brady, I'm like, then Can we put nah, that picture up put on the screen together. again, Key? I want you Stop. to look at this. Look at this picture. Stop. Come on. Does that look like a sane person who's just going to go off into retirement? That looks well, like the face of a of a in, of an insane football player. <laughs> he's going to play. Leave that dude alone, man. He's going to play for a while. Looks like to me. I, I, he might, but I, if he did leave the game, the way that he let you know the, the way that he's ending it with big time numbers and things of that nature, mm. I wouldn't be, I would just be like, okay, cool. I wouldn't be shocked. Well, I can't believe anyone would say Tom Brady has had it. I say he can play forever. One man <laughs> has said all along to look out for the 49ers to upset the Packers in the playoffs. Is he still on that train? That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN radio, ESPN app, ESPN two. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Aaron Rodgers is the original Patrick Mahomes. We can't take watching greatness for granted. Aaron Rodgers, MVP, all that is great. Last two times we saw him in the NFC Championship game, we saw losses. And it's like this big drama series just to lose in the NFC Championship. Damn, Sam Acho coming with fire. This beat dropped. I lost my mind when this first came out, when Rockbox first came out. <clears throat> Boy, that's some ear candy right there. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We welcome in now guy who has hosted this show. We are uh, brought to you, by the way, by Nature Valley. Nature Valley Sweet and Salty Bars helps you make the most of your outdoor time from the backyard to the slopes and anywhere in between. Enjoy a sweet and salty bar wherever you are. For every adventure, there is Nature Valley. And so the man who has hosted this show, who's been a guest on the show, the great Harry Douglas, ladies and gentlemen, with us now. Good morning, Harry. Yeah. HD, what up, baby? Good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Good man, can we can we ever get you on the TV uh, 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 the TV instead of always on the audio? I want to see your face, man. I'm I'm actually I'm in the car right now. I oh, just got okay. my daughter off at school. That's the only reason why I went on the TV this morning. No, nah, okay. you got priorities. We we on the same yeah, page. Harry's one of those cyborg dudes. He sleeps like ninety minutes a night. Takes his kids to practice. Does TV. Goes there. You know, like a busy guy. HD, you watch film this morning? This morning? Every day. Every day. Every, Every day. day. 4.30. I, told, I was complaining once, Key, to, to Harry about, like, like you know, like, I was just, had just had a talk with Jay. We're like, yeah, I only got, like, four hours sleep the last two nights because of primetime games. Harry's like, you got four hours sleep. Damn, that's like two nights that's worth good. of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> he was up earlier than us that day breaking down film. How bad of a matchup are the 49ers for the Packers, Harry? Um, I think I think it's a bad one, and you, I, I said before the playoffs even started that no one in the NFC wanted to play the 49ers, um, and the two teams that I mentioned first were the Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. When you look at what they did last week against the Dallas Cowboys and rushing a quarterback when Nick Bosa went out of the game, those guys can rush four people and get to the quarterback, and they still did a hell of a job with it without Nick Bosa being in there. Now they have some of the most athletic linebackers in the lead as well, um, I think the one blind spot defensively for them is their nickel defender, K1 Williams. I think if, if any team, the Green Bay Packers, want to take advantage of somebody, it's him. Uh, they did it in the first matchup. You've seen Amari Cooper catch a slot fade uh, against him last week in the playoff game. Uh, slot fade got caught on him uh, against Green Bay. You've seen Cooper Cup the last game of the year take advantage of him. I think that's, that's one person on that defense, the 49ers, that you can take advantage of. But you look at him offensively, they're tough. You see uh, Trent Williams and Debo Samuel walking out of the locker room with the beat, with the boom box, leading the troops to go out there for battle. Man, listen, I'll take them boys any day. Mm. So, Harry, if the Packers lose on sa- Saturday, mm-hmm. what, what do you think happens with Aaron Rodgers? Do you think he sticks around? He decides to take off another six months? Like, what, what do you think? Uh, for me, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is leaving Green Bay. I think his mind is already made up. And at the same time, we got to look at – you can't just – got to look at the, the, the Devontae Adams situation too, right? Um, is Devontae Adams going to get the deal that he wants as well? Because as much as you try to separate those two, you can't really separate it. Because if neither one of those guys are happy and one of them feeling some type of way, it's going to affect the other one. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think Aaron Rodgers, uh, he's going to be gone. He, I think he wants a, a new challenge, and he wants, to, he wants to see what else he can do somewhere else. 
Mm. Harry Douglas, ESPN football analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. HD, Lewis Reddick said yesterday that Mike Rabel will end up being the difference maker on Saturday if the game is close. How good of a job has Rabel done this year for the Titans? He's done a great job. I think they've used 91 players uh, offensive, offensively, defensively on special teams. I think that's the most, and maybe the most, I think, all time in the National Football League, if I'm not mistaken. So he did a great job weathering the, weathering the storm uh, for this football team. But the way they play is the attitude of Mike Rabel, right? Tough-minded, physical. We're not going to make up excuses. You see him out there at practice, one-on-one with guys, uh, getting them to, 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 to work on their pad level and hand placement. He's hands-on. And he's going to keep it real with them. And, and, and Key, you know this as a player. Jay, you know this playing in, in the NBA. We respect people who keep it real with us. It might not always be what we want to hear, but if people who can keep it real with us, you can respect a person like that any and every day. But for him to, to, to have the injuries that this team had and still weather that storm and put them in the position to have the number one seed. Now, granted, the players got to go out there and play and get it done too. But it all starts at the top. It starts with your leader. Mike Vrabel was a hell of one. Is it – Derek Henry coming back into the lineup, Harry. Is that a hold on, big... Key, 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 hold on, Key, hold on. The King's back. Go ahead, Key. <laughs> I was gonna say, is that a a big boost to them, or will they get distracted? Will Todd Downing get distracted and start to, I don't know, utilize Derek Henry more, even though the run game has been efficient with him out, but by committee. No, I don't think he's going to get distracted. I don't think the team will either because we got to remember now, Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. He's Derrick Henry for, for a reason. I was telling Diana uh, yesterday that I had a chance to play in Tennessee and me and Derrick Henry used to work out together. And I'm telling you, there's nobody that I've ever played with in the 10 years I played key that I've seen work harder than Derrick Henry. The man is a different breed. I know he's waiting on this moment. The moment's not going to be too big for him. He's not going to put pressure on himself. But they ran the football effectively when Derrick Henry was out. So it's, it's not like they're going to be going away from their M.O. or what they do best. It's just going to – Derrick Henry's just going to be subbed in there. And I think they're still going to get Foreman and other guys involved as well because you just don't want to overload Derrick Henry at the end of the day. Now, I'll tell you, when you look at Cincinnati, Cincinnati struggled this year in the back end uh, defending the pass. They, they weren't one of the best teams in the league doing that. Now you have a healthy Julio. You have A.J. Brown back. You got first grade and tight end position. You got Chester Rogers, Tannehill. I think at the end of the day, if the Cincinnati tries to load the box and stop the run, Tannehill is going to have to do things with his arm. Mm. Harry, you don't know no Derrick Henry. Man, why you sit up here telling us you know Derrick Henry? <laughs> <laughs> Punch me in the that's, chest. Hey, that's, he did. That's, 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 that's my little bro, man. That's my, that's my little brody right there. Little big brother. I love that. Little big brother. That's how we always pick it. Um, Harry, Give me the cheat code because the Bills are playing the Chiefs at Arrowhead. How do they beat the Chiefs for a second time this season? I'll say first and foremost, um, contain Patrick Mahomes or try to try to limit one of those those big time players in Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. You can't have both of them going off. Uh, if one of them go off, hey, you can live with that. But both of them have a big day and Patrick Mahomes, but. The uh, offensively, Josh Allen, and I keep saying this, everybody keeps saying this pressure on Patrick Mahomes. I don't think so. The pressure on me is to Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes has been to a Super Bowl and won it. Patrick Mahomes has been to MVP already. Now the pressure is on Josh Allen because I think 
the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes is another stepping stone that's uh, another roadblock that's in his way to do the things that he wants to do. So Josh Allen has to be efficient, uh, which he has been this year, and he has to do it with his legs, which he has done this year as well. So uh, I think this team is equipped and ready for this game. They played them twice last year, and I've watched both of those games multiple times uh, last year and this year. They should have won both of those guys games last year, the AFC Championship and in the regular season up in Buffalo. So I think this team is going to be ready defensively. I think they're ready offensively. They might have to uh, run the football, though, because one of the things that, that the Kansas City Chiefs do do, they play a lot of man coverage, and if those guys can't get free, you're going to have to run the football, and Josh Allen has to be a part of that, too. See, Harry, that's why I – we're talking to Harry Douglas here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max ESPN Radio. That's why – I feel the pressure, and I went back and forth on this. The pressure's more, but I landed here. The pressure's more on Josh Allen and the Bills, in fact, because of what you yep. just said. It, excuse me, sorry, Mahomes and the Chiefs, in fact, Freudian slip, because of what you just said. You just brought it up. The Bills are looking better right now. The, here come the Bills. It's, like, it's almost like, to me, like a champion in boxing. He's been on top for a minute. He looks good. But you got a hungry number one contender, right? And he's had some bites at the apple. He's had not quite, not quite, but every time a little better. To me, I just picture that game. And the only way I think that the pressure is more on Josh Allen is if the Chiefs just show from the beginning they're the better team. But I don't believe that. Harry, I think the Chiefs are going to have to raise their game to beat this Bills team. I don't think what they've done till now is good enough. So I think the pressure is on Mahomes to defend what's his. Well, Max, here, I'll tell you this. Now, when I looked at the two games last year, you want to know one of the common denominators? Hmm. Josh Allen pressing, Josh Allen missed throws, Mm -hmm. Josh Allen turnovers. Fair point. What Josh Allen can't do in this game is get into a chess match with Patrick Mahomes. If he see Patrick Mahomes willing and dealing and feel like, hey, I got to do what Mahomes is doing. Because, see, that's, that's when he started taking the unnecessary sacks last year in the AFC Championship game. That's when you see this build team. Uh, Bill team not be at their best. So he can't get into that because if he does, he's going to lose that match with Patrick Mahomes. But he didn't play that way. Uh, you're right. He's not playing Patrick Mahomes. He's playing a, a much more limited guy in Mac. But he didn't play that way against the Patriots. They played like a they pitched a perfect game practically. I, just, I don't know. I hear what you're saying, but a lot of pressure on both but, but, sides. But, but, yeah, but, but it's different, Max, when you have a guy on the opposite side offensively that can put up points like you putting up too, though. Matt yeah. Jones wasn't doing no doubt. that. No doubt. Mm-hmm. 100. Um, that's Harry Douglas, ladies and gentlemen. So, so real quick, Harry, given the way they're uh-huh. both playing right now, you need the quarter. Which quarterback are you taking? Patrick Mahomes, who's played at the highest level ever at times in his career, or Josh Allen, who just led seven straight touchdown drives against the number two ranked defense in the playoffs? Max, I'm already ahead of you. I tweeted three days ago that right now Josh Allen is the most dangerous quarterback in the AFC. And I would have said NFL, but then you have Aaron Rodgers, so I couldn't mm. put him over him. But right now Josh Allen is the most dangerous quarterback in the AFC because he can do it with his legs. I look at the Atlanta Falcons game where he had three interceptions, but he said, oh, hell, okay, no matter, no matter if I had three interceptions, let me result to the run game. And he got it done on the ground in that game. So not many guys in the league can – if they're not doing it passing, can result to their legs and being as, as, a, as a effective as Josh Allen. So right now I'm taking Josh Allen. Harry, you do, if, you, if the, hey, Harry, you do know that Patrick Mahomes is pretty dangerous on the RPO <laughs> game as well. I don't care about all that, Key. 
Exactly. I'm taking Josh Allen right now. Harry, I, right. I, I did want to ask you. Don't be trying to get me to change. Don't be trying to get me to change my answer. I'm, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just giving you something on top of that. The Kansas City Chiefs have never He's lost. They've never lost in in. They've never lost in Arrowhead to a team twice at home in a regular season or in 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 a single season. So you got to think about that too. Hey Harry, I, hey, I guess guess what? Real quick though, Jay, I know a team that beat them. Back and back and back when I was playing at Arrowhead in the playoffs, but I ain't gonna bring that up. Go ahead, Jay. I, Harry, is there anything crazy that would make you think that we may be coming out of this game talking if the Chiefs are able to get this win about the lack of the running production game once again for the Bills if they're able to contain Josh Allen? I know that Singletary got off versus the Pats, right? But it wasn't until they had a yeah. pretty good lead. Is there any concern about that for you? It is, because when you look at defensively, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs in their front seven. You look at guys like uh, uh, Chris Jones. You look at Wharton. You look at Melvin Ingram, right? You look at Okafor. They have guys that can get it done. So I can't sit up here and have people just say, hey, well, the Chiefs slacking on defense. No, they have guys over there that can play too, guys who are going to be hungry, guys who want their another ring. So if, they're, if they don't come out of this game um, victorious, I'm sad to say it might be because the run game wasn't efficient. That, listen, the greatest thing about this game to me, why it's my favorite game on the slate, it's two great uh, teams, yeah, rivals making each other better. You're going to have to raise your game to beat the other guy. That's the great Harry Douglas, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of raising their game, appreciate it, Harry. All right, HD. All right, fellas. Bye-bye. Tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Why, it's not a rivalry yet. And all that could change Sunday after SportsCenter. Booker dribbling near midcourt, 10 to shoot. Still dribbling now on the American Airlines Center logo with six. Goes to Paul on the left angle with four. Paul rises from three and connects, drilling a huge triple with 25 seconds to go here in Dallas. The NBA leading Phoenix Suns with an eight-point lead. The call from Mark Kessinger on ESPN Radio as the Suns rally late to beat the Mavericks 109-101 and sweep their season high. Five-game road trip. Dallas was outscored by 16 in the fourth. In its worst game, uh, its worst in a game this season, 16 points in the fourth Ooh. quarter. Devin Booker led Phoenix with 28, while Chris Paul had 20 with 11 dimes, no turnovers at the Australian Open. Defending champion Naomi Osaka has been eliminated in the third round after falling in a third set tie break to American Amanda Nisimova. Meanwhile, Jessica Pagula had advanced to the fourth round for the second straight year after the victory. Pagula wrote, on the on-court camera in celebration, Bills, you're next. And that's because her parents, Kim and Terry, own the Buffalo Bills, who play the Chiefs this Sunday with a spot in the AFC title game on the line. And the NFL fined Dak Prescott $25,000 for his postgame comments related to the officials after the Cowboys lost to the 49ers Sunday. When he was told fans threw objects at the officials postgame, Dak said, credit to them, credit to them. Dak apologized via Twitter for his comments on Tuesday. I'm talking about these stories and more on this just in today, 2 p.m. Eastern. Sports Center's brought to you by Pylon. Weather looking nasty? Don't change your plans. Change your wiper blades. Michelin wiper blades use advanced technology to hug your windshield, to channel away water, snow, and ice. 
so you can see clearly and drive confidently. Upgrade to Michelin wiper blades available on Amazon Prime. This is Four Downs. Okay. It is, you heard the man. It's time to play Four Downs. First up. First down. Bengals at Titans key. Yeah, I like this matchup, but I like it for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think when you look at the young nucleus of Joe Mixon, along with Joe Burrow in the run game, then on the outside perimeter, you got Higgins and Chase and Boyd in the passing game, and a defense that is pretty stout. I understand the Tennessee Titans is certainly getting their star player and Derrick Henry back, but this is all about Cincinnati. This is all about a young, the young guns. I have a philosophy. It is big in playoffs for young head coaches and young first-time quarterbacks. But for whatever reason, Joe Burrow just seems like he's been here before. Mm-hmm. And maybe he has in a different body in a different time. <laughs> yeah. The Bengals are the hot pick, and I get it. Joe Thorough is an absolute beast. I see the complete package for the Bengals. I just think sometimes we've been underrating the Titans and how they've been getting the job done. Now you add back one of their biggest weapons. I'm going to pick the Titans win here. Yeah, the FBI has the Titans 60% likely to win. <clears throat> They're three-and-a-half-point favorites at home, but I agree with Key. There's something – look, the Titans, forget about the point differential. It's like the worst point differential ever for a first seed or whatever, one seed. They really haven't had their full complement of players until now, right? So given a great coach, he should be able to do something with that. I just feel like Burrow can go over the top of this defense and exploit the secondary and win this game. Second down. 49ers at Packers. This is the Saturday game, 8.15 p.m. on Fox. Uh, the line is Green Bay, favored by five and a half at Lambeau. The over-under is 47. An FPI key gives the Packers a 65% chance to win. It, it does. And when you look at Green Bay, Green Bay should win this football go- game going away. Devontae Adams has posted 120 yards average per game in five games against the San Francisco 49ers. His quarterback 0-3 in the playoffs against San Francisco. That stops this weekend in Green Bay. Just want to see how that Packers defense stops Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuels carrying the rock, man. They they do some special stuff with those guys. And Kyle Shanahan is special. But if it comes down to if they can you know, mitigate the run and it comes down to Jimmy G, then Aaron Rodgers should win this game. I just can't imagine Aaron Rodgers getting bumped in his first playoff Ooh, game at does, Lambeau though. this year with this team. I can't imagine it. All right, let's move it along. Third down. Rams at Bucks. Tampa. Three-point favorites at home. That means it's anyone's game on a neutral field. Over-unders 48. The Bucks are – FPI likes the Bucks at 66%. Key. Wow. Yeah, I think that's a little high. I, I know Tampa's playing great. Tom Brady is a quarterback. But here's a hot Rams football team that did a pretty good number last weekend to win this, to win their first playoff game with Matthew Stafford. When you talk about Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and, and Leonard Floyd and Von Miller, that's a lot of explosiveness. And I'm not even mentioning Cooper Cup and OBJ. I understand that the Bucks are the Super Bowl champions. They're playing at home. But I'm giving a nod to Stafford as well as the rest of the Rams. I'm with you, Key. Uh, that defense, we've seen it in the first matchup, able to apply pressure on Tom Brady. And I know Tom Brady is special when the playoffs come around. 
Uh, but we're going to see how he handles that, especially with the lack of running game if Leonard Fournette is still up in the air. You know, I think I look at this Rams team. I, I, early on, they reminded me of the 17-18 team. That was the team that went, I'm thinking of the team that went to the Super Bowl anyway. It was 17-18, I think. And the difference is Gurley was so banged up by the end, the offense wasn't the same, right? This, to me, might be the opposite, where Cam Akers is coming back at the right time of year to make the offense what it looked like maybe it could be, let alone those guys uh, uh, you know, in the front seven, especially way up front. Woof. It's going to be a problem. I actually like the Rams in this one. And then finally, fourth down. Bills at Chiefs. Key to me, this is the matchup of the weekend. It is going to be a very intriguing matchup, Max. I think when you look at Buffalo, who handed Kansas City a big-time loss during the regular season in Arrowhead, it'll be a little bit different this time. The Kansas City Chiefs were not playing great football at that point in time. Patrick Mahomes was turning the football over at a high clip. I don't think you see that in the playoffs. They'll come to the party ready to go. They understand what the AFC Championship games are all about. They're trying to get there so they can advance to the Super Bowl. When you look at the Buffalo Bills, everybody talks about how Josh Allen lit up the number two defense. That Were they really the number two defense in the New England Patriots? Were they really that good? Or was it the teams that they were playing that put them in that position? I mean, I'm taking Kansas City. Over under on this game is 54. It's a lot of points, man. Um, look, I, I think this game is going to come down. Can Josh Allen be that player to take this team over the hump. People have questioned their running game with Singletary to a degree, but can he keep plays alive and can he match Patrick Mahomes on the biggest stage of his career? I, I think this is going to be one of the biggest games of his career. Kansas City is a point and a half. We don't get a half, bonus. Kansas City is a point and a half favorite at home, meaning the odds makers are saying they think only the Bills are a little better of a team. There's only four games. The hey, Bills, man. By Where's the way, our bonus down? There's no bonus There's down, only Keith. Four games. Four games. F- I thought maybe we would throw an NBA game in there or something. <laughs> FPI has the Bills at 52%. So, like, FPI Slightly. and the odds are both saying the Bills are a little bit better because the one and a half points on at home means you're a slight – maybe you're not as good as the other team quite. Right, Keith, you want a bonus down? The East-West yes. Shrine game, February 3rd, Thursday. Just, it's like two weeks away. Uh, who's coaching? Uh, I know – Jeff Fisher, what side is Jeff Fisher on? Only Key would take that seriously. A different game. The worst. Oh, no, it's the, it's the East-West game, right? I thought Jeff Fisher was coaching him and Marvin Lewis. I don't know. Maybe it's the NFLPA game they're coaching. I'm taking the West. I'm out West. I'll take the West. I am taking the Chiefs over the Bucks, even though uh, – sorry, the huh? Bills. Sorry, the Bills. Even though the Bills ought to win – Max. I just think the Chiefs are going to raise their level. Max, safe to say, is, is this the biggest game of Josh Allen's career? I think it is. Absolutely. Hey, Rocky, Max. Would you agree on that, Key? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. Are we doing different shows right now, Max? No, the, 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 the East-West game was not a serious question. We need That's to talk right. about the Chiefs and the Bills. We just talked about them. We moved on to the bonus well, question. There is no get a chance bonus to say his, question. His final the say. bonus question was just a joke. Uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Derrick Henry is back for the Titans. We've been talking about it. He's not the X factor. Not the X factor. We'll tell you why next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80. The Keyshawn J. Will and Max Podcast.
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's do it here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Penny Hardaway took aim at the media says his depleted memphis uh, team is playing hard despite the losses this is following memphis's third straight loss which is a 70 62 home defeat to smu on thursday night coach penny hardaway was asked by one reporter if he had lost faith he could get the job done at memphis and whether he was embarrassed by the team's performance here is penny's response I think the one thing I can say to this media, because this media gets kind of up sometimes when it comes to me, we don't have our full roster. Y'all know we don't have our full roster. Stop asking me stupid questions about if I feel like I can do something. If I had my roster like they did, then I feel like I can do whatever I want to do. I'm coaching really hard. My boys are playing really hard. I'm not embarrassed about nothing. We have four freshmen starting. Y'all need to act like it. Act like we got 17, 18, and 19-year-olds out here trying to learn how to play against 22, 23, and 24-year-old guys. Come on, man. Stop disrespecting me, bro. Like, don't do that. I work too hard. I work way too hard for that. Y'all write all these articles about me, and all I do is work. We got young kids on the floor. They got young kids on the floor. Look, I'm all about Penny defending himself. He has every right to. Um, That's something that we know, Key, as athletes, how hard it is every single day to grind it out. But the reality is, for a guy like Penny Hardaway, when your team missed the NCAA tournament last year and you won the NIT and you returned three starters and you combine this crazy freshman class, guys like Imani Bates, Jalen Dern, guys who are at the top of the class, expectations are for you to be dominant, not to lose your last eight of 12 games. So uh, I like him defending himself. But the on-the-court performance speaks for itself to lean towards those type of questions being asked. Yeah, it sounds like to me that Penny was sick and tired of the media attacking him, whether it's him reading it, somebody telling him, him seeing it, whatever the case may be. At some point, frustration sets in. Um, You know, he should defend himself if he feels a certain way. He's talking about his his body of work, and I think he feels that way because – He's tired of it. He's hurt by it, um, and he should be. But also, like you say, Jay, the W's will make a lot of that go away. Yeah. That's that's the reality of it. And, got- Key, you know what else hurts on it? When you got a kid like Imani Bates on your team who was on the cover of all these magazines, people were talking about him being the next coming, right, of a great player, Kevin Durant, a LeBron James. Not panning out. And, like, if he were being drafted this year, man, it was, you see him, like, in the late first round. Like, yeah. they have him slated for next year because he can't come out until he's 19 due to draft rules in 2023, and they got him slated 21 to 28. Well, one of the things like, as a coach. he's going to be top one. Now one, of the, gonna... 
one of the things as a coach you're evaluated on is drafting and development, yeah. right? Like sign, the recruiting and development. And let me tell you something. I'm pro Penny. I want to root for him in this situation, and I do. But I got to say something. I think there is a way that he could have said that he could have gotten across the same message and put the focus more on his team and how hard they're working than defending his own work ethic. Like that should go without saying. I say I'm okay. I'm okay with him defending. Like this, this is a new age. Like, and I don't believe, like, you know, just because things were this way back in the day where you have to always deflect and say, well, you know, the kids are working hard. I don't have a problem with Penny but defending But they, they, they wasn't questioning the kids. They was questioning Penny and his commitment and what he's been doing for the team. So I don't have a problem with it. He's defending himself. He should, Max. If they asked him questions about the kids – and he turned it into himself. I hear what I you're saying. I have a problem with that. I hear what you're saying. There's still, like, we can move along, but I, I hear you. Like, I, I, if I would, if he would, like, it would have, to me, sent a stronger message if he's been, like, if he was just like, I've, I'm very, I'm, you know, I'm never satisfied. Like, I work very hard. I'm never satisfied. So, yeah, you know. Uh, but then but, you know like, how that I'm, works. I'm so good. I'm the, good with Then the I'm headlines, with, though, the next day, Kier's like, oh, he, Penny Hardaway is being passive aggressive. Right, that's true. It's, a, it's sticky. It, it's tricky. Yep. You know? All right, Max, move along. You lost that one. <laughs> Everyone got to take an L once in a while, except for me. You didn't the Titans are the top seed in the AFC and are expected to get Derrick Henry back for their divisional round against, well, it's certainly not against the playoffs, their divisional round in the playoffs against the Bengals. But the X factor on the Titans is a guy that has been there the entire time, according to Lewis Riddick on a terrific show, this just in Handsome Host, 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN. Listen. I do believe that the X factor that this team possesses is the fact that Mike Vrabel is one of the best tight game, one-score game tacticians in the NFL. And a lot of times, that's really what can make the difference at the highest levels when you're talking about trying to get to the Super Bowl. Key, what about Vrabel and his, and, and his kind of ability to get more out of less attention to detail, all that stuff? He's done a tremendous job at the head coaching job in Tennessee, there's no question about it. I mean, he he didn't serve under Bill Belichick as a coach, but he certainly took a lot of those principles from Bill Belichick when he was a player and instilled them in his coaching. And being around Romeo Cornell, a former head coach, defensive coordinator, position coach that was with Vrabel prior to the Tennessee job, I'm sure he learned a lot from him as well. So I wouldn't be shocked at all that he is the X factor in this situation. But the guy across the sideline from him and Andy Reid, the head coach of the Kansas City, or the Pretty guy, I'm sorry, <laughs> the guy across from him in Cincinnati in Zach Taylor is very young at this. So naturally, I would think that Mike Vrabel would have the upper hand in in this particular matchup. But he, he's, still pick, pick, he's skipping ahead to the AFC Championship game. Go ahead. I, you know, but, but I, I really was. Yeah. I really was. Yeah. But you're still picking sensitive win, though, right? Yeah, I, I, I like Cincinnati's skill set yeah. in their player. But that's the like one and two seeds. I mean, sound, Titans won, Chiefs two. It yeah. sounds like something that happened like back in high school for like Key. You know, like someone's like, oh, do you like her? He's like, well, she, she's nice and say all these positive things. You're like, but she ain't really it. Uh-huh. Wait, wait, wait. See, there you go diving in my high school, man. <laughs> oh, he touched a nerve. <laughs> you wouldn't I, oh, care if that did, wasn't true. What, was it, did no, you not no, get no, that kind see, of attention Max, in high school, though, Key? See, Is that what you're see, trying Max, to tell me? Yes. Max. He don't even understand how it was in high school, man. Jay don't get it. 
Hitty J don't even get it, man. Can we not go? I was just trying to give one analogy if you want to go into a diatribe. Now tell me how it was in high school, Key. He didn't now even, you have to tell you me didn't how even, it was You weren't even ready for college by, by senior year. Is that what you're saying? A little bit, little bit different for me in high school than it might have been for y'all. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Got laughed at DB. By the way, it's the same thing like with SC. You see a lot of these SC, these, hey, these SC quarterbacks are like, no, I'll play a sixth year. You can't play a sixth year. Yeah, but maybe can I play a sixth year? Is it okay? Can I say? Yes. Um, yes, at USC, you would continue <laughs> to play for a very long time. I don't know about this NFL thing. How long can I play here? Uh, yeah, Vrabel, like. Well, what's the difference between the NFL and USC? By the way, you know what Diana Rossini said about Vrabel? As soon as, as, soon as Lewis Riddick was done talking about that, Diana Rossini said he, he, she compared him to McCarthy. It was like, like right, if he was, if he was the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, would they still be playing? That, you know, like that's there's one thing to have a coach. Yeah, he's perfectly good. And there's another thing to have yeah. a coach. say, uh, That dude's a little different. People are trying to find I'm any way to tie things. be an apologist, yeah. though, Max. Trying to find it's any a, way to tie things back to Mike McCarthy. It's a lot of it's a lot of different ways to skin a cat, man. Mm-hmm. Y'all calm down on Mike McCarthy. What do you have Stop against it. cats? <laughs> Speaking. Oh, God. Now you're getting ready to have pizza. Keyshawn Johnson hates cats. Speaking of Mike McCarthy. Is he taking the approach of another NFC East coach? And will it lead to his exit? That's next. KJM on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 8. He's a little dog guy. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.